Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. You didn't know that, did you? No, I did not. Not double. I've heard of Eastern Standard Wartime. In fact, I read a book by that title. Well, Double Daylight Saving Time. Oh, okay. And what was that all about? The war. <laughs> it was enabling people to work outside longer with daylight oh, so okay. more can get done. Oh, more in the factories, too, that right. didn't have nightlights. All right, 1 800 795 9565 is our telephone number. We are going to start out talking about daylight saving time today. We would invite you to join us with that. I want to tell you about a vehicle that I've driven around in that was <laughs> really nice and just plain fun. It was the 2022 Bronco Sport Badlands. They have one of them down at the Sunbury Motor Company. It is just a gorgeous little thing. Uh, Two-liter, four-cylinder engine. You're going to get 30 miles to the gallon on the highway. It's got the lift kit already on it. It's got a power moon roof. If it's a really hip vehicle like a Badlands uh, Sport Bronco, it's got a moon roof, no sunroof. Reverse sensing, so maybe I won't back into so many things all the time. Wireless phone charging pad. You just put your phone down on the pad that's right in front of you, and that charges it while you're driving around. Of course, it links right up to your phone with the Ford Pass and all that sorts of thing. And it got HD radio in it, so you can listen to FM radio. You can listen to our sister station, 94KX and HD radio, right after the WKOK uh, talk show is over. Ten speaker, Bang & Olufsen sound system. Just a fantastic vehicle, and uh, right about $38,000. I like to drive around in the GOAT modes. It was just snowed when I was driving it, so I put it in slippery mode, but you can keep it in normal, mud, sand, or economy. Eco mode is where I'll drive with it most of the time. But this is a 2021 Bronco Sport Badlands available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Check out that particular piece of inventory and the rest of their inventory at uh, WKOK or at sunburymotors.com. You can also link to them at the uh, On The Mark site at WKOK.com. We thank the Sunbury Motor Company for being our sponsor. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And uh, we would just love to hear from you today. Talked out a little bit about daylight saving time, so maybe we can talk about that. Double daylight saving time, so this shifted so that war. we had... World War II, right? Okay. So sunrise was at about 10 a.m. on the East Coast. Well, if it's normally in the winter, what would it be, 5, 7 o'clock? Mm-hmm. be 9 o'clock. Well, sunrise, 6.30 in the morning is as early as it gets in the summer now. All right, so it'll be 8.30 in the morning. Okay, it would be sunrise. That wouldn't be that bad. But I like uh, daylight saving time more. I like nighttime saving time. Okay. I like it dark. Okay. You can sleep better when it's so dark. You, well, yeah, then you would like daylight saving time. <laughs> no, then, I would like standard that... time year-round. Oh, 
Oh, you want it to be dark faster at night. Right. Right. Well, that's because you go to bed at 7.30. That's right. So the so. lights don't shine in my eyes. Yeah, but the rest of us with lives, <laughs> we, we like to have more light in the evening, less well, light Well, I mean, that's, a, you know, and that's certainly a valid argument on the part of those people who are nocturnal. Who have lives. I'm not nocturnal. Well, I have a life. I just don't have your life. <laughs> you have a life when your grandkids come over. The rest right. of the time is just coins in history. <laughs> well, boy, you make me sound so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. I ask everybody. Let's do an informal poll here. I believe most people favor st- sure. just staying on standard time. No, no. Daylight saving time. Mm. We don't want to stay on standard time. We want to stay on daylight saving Well, that's saving your time. opinion. I'm saying most people favor staying on standard time. So. Why? Uh, probably because so the kids don't go to school in the dark. I think that's a factor in the spring and the fall. But if you go with daylight saving time year-round, you can be outside more. Now, admittedly, it may be cold during part of that time, but you could stay out later. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think it matters which. I just think we've got to stop this. We've got to switch that. Forward yeah. and back, forward and back. I heard a report on Gordon Deal's show this morning that there are uh, health consequences to that, that there are a couple of mental things mm-hmm. and health things that spike when the, when the uh, time changes. So Okay. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love and to guess hear. what? Kamala messed up again. Oh, come on now, Joe. you got to get a new shtick. <laughs> Why don't we just stipulate she's the worst vice president? Oh, we already did we that already a couple did weeks that. ago. All right. But uh, she, it's nice that she confirms it for us on a daily basis. Mm, does it? Well, it's like President Trump. Was he the worst ever? No, but was Mark going to bring up again what he said yesterday <laughs> on a daily basis years ago? Yes. Well, you called him a buffoon on a daily basis. Eh, not daily, but occasionally. I had to stop for a time, but then after a while, well, he made it... because people were getting ticked off at you for Well, it made it impossible to talk about him for a time. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And text us at 70236. We got an open day. Do you favor staying on sw- daylight saving time or staying on standard time? Or do you like this uh, ridiculous switch every couple months or so? Stan, you're on the mark. What's your favorite? I get confused. Are we? Oops! Shit! I gotta go. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that says that says goodbye to Stan. We, uh, yep. Stan is we got lost so confused. His he, we lost his word there. We, we lost his uh, <laughs> connection there. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. <laughs> you can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. Big advantage of having uh, standard time in the winter is that it's lighter in the morning. And uh, so kids go to school. It's kind of dusky. You can see even in the darkest morning. So well, let me tell you what Kamala did. Oh, okay. You you okay. got that on your brain. You want to do that? Yeah, and I thought something else was interesting. The Biden administration now has TikTok influencers pushing the Putin price increase. Some girl had three million followers was on there talking with an empty head, I might add, about how that's all Putin's fault. Joe Biden didn't have anything to do with it's all Putin's fault. Anyhow, a social media account for Vice President Kamala Harris stated Tuesday in a now-deleted tweet that the United States is supporting Ukraine, quote, in defense of the NATO alliance, which the Ukraine is not a part of. So the White House had to come back and clean that up. She said, when I was in Poland, I met with U.S. and Polish service members, thanking them for their standing with our NATO allies for freedom, peace, and security. A tweet from the Kamala Harris account stated, quote, the United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. 
Well, they're not in it. Well, that's true. They're not in NATO. We know that. Everybody She knows doesn't that. apparently know that. Well, she, I think she was just talking about the NATO uh, allies who we do know that are there. Well, then why did the White House feel it necessary to come back and clean that up? Well, because it's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it probably could go either way. But I'm glad you got another gotcha moment. You know, The only thing is, that would have made it better is if she had laughed about it. You must have such moments of schadenfreude every time she opens her mouth. Well, you know, you were quick to point out everything Donald Trump did that was wrong I and just, stupid and I, ignorant. I, I just conceded to that. <laughs> if, it, if it weren't for Donald Trump, the show would have gone off the air a long time ago. Well, it might have, but he certainly was fuel for the fodder of the cannons and we have here. Future, fortunately, he's coming back, so he's going to be our next president again. No, no, no. You don't think so? I hope not. Uh, well, he I would like somebody running. with his policies, but not him. All right. One of our good listeners sends us notes. Says, "Let's face it. Daylight saving time. Getting a hundred votes in the U.S. Senate to approve. This might be the only time a hundred senators voted together on a bill lately. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, there's always one holdout or two, or somebody's sick or is having a dilemma or something. But uh, yeah, hundred people. Unanimous vote in the U.S. Senate goes on to the House. Right. Where of and where it has an uncertain future. Really? Isn't that funny?" Well, they right. never do anything common sense all over there. <laughs> That's true. Remember the <laughs> vortex? Without brain matter, that makes it easier. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Stan, I hope you have a moment to talk to us now. And uh, without reference to excrement in such graphic terms. <laughs> anyway, Joe. Uh, Stan, are you there? Things happen, so sorry. <laughs> so good. Good for that five-second delay, though. Uh, right. <laughs> now, now, I have a question. You're asking about daylight savings. Which are we on right now? Daylight, daylight savings? Yes. Fall, I know we sprung ahead. Well, is that normal time, or is that daylight saving time? It's, daylight, it's not daylight saving time. Okay. So I don't have a problem with what it is right now. I, because, you know, in the morning right now, it's a little darker, but it'll lighten up earlier as the year goes on, just like it always does. So I don't have a problem with that. So, yeah, we could stay right here the way we are right now. Right, and that's the proposal so. in the Senate, to keep it the way it is. So, okay, now that's out of the way. Now, as far <laughs> as we had callers yesterday saying that, you know, what Biden's doing trying to force this country into, you know, alternative energy and electric vehicles is okay because, you know, we need to do that. But my question is, there are the people that are saying that. Do, have they put their money where their mouth is? Have they bought their solar system for their house? Have they bought their electric vehicle yet? And if the answer is no, well, then maybe they need to think differently. <laughs> maybe now, they I have bought my up. solar system for my house. Okay, mm-hmm. i got a six-and-a-half-kilowatt system that they put in, and it's, and it's direct, uh, dumping the electricity directly into the grid. And my last PPL bill, it cut my electric bill by probably two-thirds compared to what it was, maybe a little bit more. I'd have to look at the bills again. So it does work, okay? But that's for a house. I don't want to drive a car that's dependent on coal, gas, you know, nuclear, solar, or wind to charge up every day so I can drive whatever it'll range it'll give me. I don't want to rely on that. I want to be able to go to the gas station, take 10 minutes if I have to, fill up the car, and continue on. Not an hour to recharge a vehicle. I don't think that uh, the Biden administration is forcing people to drive electric cars. I think, and I, I, I don't know too much about this, I think that they offer incentives, which you and your household enjoyed when you paid your taxes the following year. So I think he's talking well, I about... I put it in. Right. I think he's talking about reamplifying that and continuing that. kind. Of, it's just incentives. This nation uh-huh. is probably 
30 years away from not, you know, and let's suppose we were to switch it totally away from gasoline. I mean, it would be a long way away. Well, yeah, and that's nice. That's great. But in the meantime, he's really hammering the petroleum industry, calling them all kinds of names, you know, the polluters, blah, 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 blah. And he's driving the price of gas up, trying to force people, because that's what he's trying to do, force. Hey, look, listen to the people that he has in his administration talk about it. Old Buttigieg there says, well, just go buy electric vehicles, this gas price is too high. And old Saki there, she's basically saying the same thing. Go buy an electric vehicle if these gas prices are too high. <laughs> I'm sorry. There are a lot of people that have a car right now that are having a hard time paying the gas bill to get to work, back and forth to work. They want to work, but they're having a hard time. There was a there was a thing on Fox News. I don't turn Fox News on every morning, but there was they had a segment on there about uh, companies losing employees because they can't afford to drive to work. Now maybe those companies ain't paying them a lot. I don't know because I didn't hear it all. But that's irregardless. There's other people. You know, you got welfare recipients that have cars. You have people on assistance that have cars. You think the bulk of their money that was going to food is now going to have to go to gas so they can get there someplace to get food? It's all a vicious cycle. And and all this electro, uh, you know, I think alternative you're a little energy up. components, where does this <laughs> stuff come from to make it? I think you're a little wound up for nothing. I think the president is talking about providing more incentives for people to change over. They can. If Pete Buttigieg no, no. is out of touch with whatever people's real reality is, and you are certainly a lot closer to that than he might be, he's lost his way then because he's sucked into the vortex and his brain matter has been drained into the commode. Well, telling a family that can't afford to buy a tank of gas that they ought to be driving a $60,000 electric okay, vehicle so is Marie Antoine on right, steroids. So it's, right, it's miraculously out of touch. Well, let, well, that, that's fine. It's, it, obviously, he was out of, spoke out of turn. He's since uh, reeled no, it back. No, he spoke stupidly. Okay, fine. <laughs> and that's fine. I've, but the I've fact seen, of the matter I've is... I've seen the clips, Mark. Right, that's fine. It of, is stupid. I'll say that's fine. If, if you don't have any, if you don't have any intelligent thing to say, just keep your mouth shut. Would be sound advice in Washington, but <laughs> nobody seems to follow that. No, that's never been much. heated. Uh, the bottom line is, President Biden is very effectively trying to r- deal with both issues right now. Incentivize no, the solar. Okay, fine. No. <laughs> All right. Let's what? stipulate he's not. <laughs> All right, that's fine. You can say whatever you want. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, he would like to move us forward to alternative forms of energies at the same time in reducing consumption, however possible, and at the same time, uh, whatever you can do about dealing with the gasoline crisis, uh-huh. I haven't heard anything that relates specifically related to this, maybe some more leases or something like that, but, you know, again, well, that's... we have 9,000 of them that aren't being used. Right, Let's start drilling those there's tomorrow. There's down the road. Of course, there's one be- thing we got to look at, Mark. Okay. It's not the government's job to determine what vehicles the American people use and drive not the government's job. They need to stay out of it. If the market is there for EV vehicles because people think it's better and it's more affordable for them, that's on them. Private it's not enterprise. the government's job. Well, right, I'm going well, to disagree with you to a certain extent. I think the government needs to establish policies that will lead us toward less dependence on fossil fuels because there is only a finite amount of them in the ground. So, I mean, I don't have any problem with setting standards for uh, emissions and setting standards for mileage and things like that. But I agree with you. They shouldn't say you got to drive this type of car. Well, that's what they're that's what they're aiming for. You know, all you gotta do is listen to them. You know, we're gonna we're gonna put all these electric buses in the cities. Blah 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 blah. It's the technology is not there. I don't care what they say. And all the raw material for the batteries that go in those things come from 
not exactly what you'd call friendly countries. What is it? Nickel, I think, comes from Russia. A large part of the world's supply sure, comes out of Russia. China. Cobalt and all that comes out of Africa, and they got little kids in there mining this stuff, dying from the highly toxic material. You got lithium coming from who knows where all over the world. And by the way, we were in Afghanistan for 20 years, and my understanding is there's huge deposits of lithium there. And we did nothing yeah, uh, to exploit that to get our money back. One of our good listeners says Hunter Biden owns a lithium mine in Afghanistan. <laughs> that may or may not be true. I won't even well, go it's there. Definitely not true. <laughs> it is definitely not oh, true. I don't know. I heard it was. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, on Fox <laughs> News. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he sells $500,000 paintings of his fine artwork, too. So, you know. Actually, whatever. he just painted a picture of a lithium mine. That's how he got $500,000. <laughs> ah, okay. Maybe he was high on lithium. <laughs> When he did it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so Ooh, that's, that's what I got to say. Now, as far as Ukraine, I said something about Ukraine. You know, Zelensky's coming to bake this country and the way it sounds, okay. Canada today, for so we can establish a no-fly zone. We have no business being over there establishing a no-fly zone when our southern border is wide open, being attacked. Did you hear about on Monday nope, that nope, the cartel nope, 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 shot we gotta, up we gotta go. a U.S. consulate? I know. So yep, just look it go. up. U.S. consulate got shot at because of cartels in Mexico, right All across right. our southern border. We All have right. a war on the border. It needs to be taken care of. All right. Yeah, Thank thanks, you, sir. Dan. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We've got some open lines. We've got a caller waiting. We've got to take a quick break. An answer to the question, one of our listeners says, guess who produces the most lithium in the world? Chile, followed by China, Argentina, and the good old U.S. of A. So now you know. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Should we switch to standard time or not or stay on uh, daylight saving time? Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You don't know how to change the clock that's in your car. Instead of pushing that tiny button once, that an hour in your head for the next eight months. It shouldn't be that big a deal, but it makes your whole life. It's daylight since time tonight. Daylight saving time permanently. We'll never get that hour back we lost a few weeks ago. <laughs> Well, I'm okay with that. Uh, um, Are you? So, uh, uh, 
Kevin, as the one who's strangely enough actually informed on this legislation in Washington, it wouldn't take effect until we would normally switch to standard time yeah, in, in it, November it, next year. Assuming this all goes through in the next few months, it would be November of 2023. So we would still go through the cycle this fall and then next spring, but then after next spring we wouldn't do it again. You know who we have to thank for this? Ben Franklin. No, the American Railroads. Ben Franklin the came American, up with it. The American Railroads established standard time in this country. Up until then, noon was whenever the sun was directly overhead where you were. And so railroad time schedules got terribly screwed up because everybody had a different time. It might be 2.13 in one town, 2.28 in another town. And simply because of the uh, the fact that noon was when the sun was directly overhead. If you had a sundial, Kevin, that's what it would show. Joe, I rarely say this, but you're wrong. I'm right. It was Ben Franklin that came up with the idea right, of daylight saving time. Uh, I'm talking are... about establishing standard that's time. That's not what you said. I said standard time. Go back and listen. You guys are arguing different things. He's saying when it was established and, and who's responsible, and Kevin's 100% right. Ben Franklin was long before. And you're saying why before... it became a nationwide law. Ben Franklin was long Long before the railroads, the railroads established standard time nationwide. Nationwide, but people right. were already changing the clocks by then. Well, okay, but they, so. it wasn't standard <laughs> across the U.S. Okay, we'll concede the point in order so that somehow we could move on. Uh, one of our, I'd rather our bed was stand, the railroads, Kevin. The railroads. Ben Franklin. <laughs> ben Franklin. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Kevin on this one. Or Shakespeare. He made references to the time change too. What was the What was the movie uh, with? Uh, uh, Nicholas Cage uh, and the map on the back of the Constitution, oh, or uh, back of the uh, Declaration of Independence. Yeah, uh, National it. Treasure. National Treasure. National Treasure. It. Watch National Treasure. They discuss it in that when when they go to uh, when they go to Independence Hall. Joe's wrong. All right. Which so we, you're saying Ben Franklin created daylight saving time. I'm yes. saying Standard Time was created by the American Railroads. But it, but but isn't Standard Time? Standard time? <laughs> it's normal. How time. could you create standard time? <laughs> it's because just I just explained to you, everybody had a different time. Noon the was day, when the sun was overhead. It, back in the day, they just called it time. time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't standard. It was just called time. Well, standard time was developed by the United States Railroad. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. One of our good listeners listening to Stan's good remarks says, please tell Stan, irregardless is not a word. Is that true? That's true. So regardless is a word. Is irregardless it? is not a word. It's not a word. Okay. And Mark, as you said yesterday, let's never do anything new. Let's keep doing everything we've always have, stupid. Uh, I think he's referring to keeping, uh, not uh, to keep changing the clock <laughs> in the spring and the fall. I have one clock in, in uh, we have a uh, Ford Ranger, a 1993 Ford Ranger that we keep in our house. We haven't traded it in. And it stays on standard time now all the time. Now, what will happen? Now, my car, as I'm sure many new cars do, changes automatically. So mm -hmm. what will happen if they make a change to this? Is my car going to know they made that change? Absolutely. Yeah, How smart is your car? Right. Well, exactly. it's pretty smart. Smarter than I am. Well, yeah, then it'll get an update. It'll, it'll show that we're not going to switch. By the way, I, I have a, irregardless is not a word? No, it's not. Wasn't it told to us in grammar school, in elementary school, that if it was in the dictionary, it was a word? 
what is a word. It's just not part it's of proper par- grammar. Okay, because it's in the dictionary. There's other words that are words that we can't say on the area. Doing <laughs> doing what I do on this program and fact check you two. <laughs> <laughs> It is in the dictionary. What's Rob doing today? I like the <laughs> appropriate bumper music yeah, once Rob in a back? while. And, and good sports information. All right, 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners says, if Stan was a morning affirmation, we would all kill ourselves. G-Men, lighten up. Another listener says, uh, is this that thing? Oh, no, this is something this about is long. energy, I believe, from yesterday. So go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, uh, yes, we define irregardless as regardless. So oh, it okay. says that that's the word you See use. regardless. Many okay. people find irregardless to be a nonsensical word, as the IR prefix usually functions to indicate negation. However, in this case, it appears to function as an intensifier. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. okay. so you. And, and according to Webster's, yes, it may not be a word you like or a word that you would use in a term paper, but irregardless certainly is a word. <laughs> it has been in use for well over 200 years, employed by a large number of people across a wide geographic range and with a consistent meaning. But not at Bob's house, who sent us the note. <laughs> so we appreciate that. Uh, let's see. And have you ever heard, Kevin, of Sir Stanford Fleming? I don't believe so. Okay. He was Canada's foremost railway construction engineer, as well as an inventor and scientist. He developed the system of standard time still in use today. Bah! (laughs) So he developed... Time. Standard time. Yeah, but we already stipulated <laughs> that you're both right. Uh, uh, Kevin came up with when the yeah, first I, I person in the U.S. Fact. said, hey, we got to be able to, you know. Sir Stanford Fleming played daylight. a criti- crucial role in developing a global system for setting time. Okay. Up until then, we just called it time. Time. And it was <laughs> noon was when the sun was directly overhead where you were. Okay. Now, what a stupid oh, okay. system that was. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Now that we've definitively settled that, and the fact that irregardless, while not a good word, is an acceptable word, we have literally solved all known human problems and diseases. Uh, irregardless, we have our bumper music for the day. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. 1-800-795-9565. Jot that down. You're going to need it because we are going to have a vibrant open phones discussion about changing the clocks and other topics. Coming up, this is WKOK. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. He foolishly would like us to stay on Eastern Daylight Saving Time. I think we should switch to all standard time all the time, and we'll stop calling it standard time. We'll just call it time. (laughs) (laughs) But, of course, the rest of the globe, probably uh, 50 countries or so, uh, participate in changing the clocks a couple of times a day, so a couple of times a year, so. So uh, we'll still be going to places where there'll be a daylight saving time. Well, even if we switch to daylight saving time all the time, I think we should just call it standard. <laughs> just call it time. But that's just me. <laughs> all right, 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone. we got the Sunbury Motor. I thought Motor- Kevin would bring up the Alan Parsons Project. 
in their song time. He probably will, or uh, Pink Floyd's time is all set to go. We're talking about the switch. Would you like us to switch or not? Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You could email us at onthemarket.kok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some very brief news headlines here. Geisinger is thanking a Sealands Grove woman for her latest contribution to improving children's behavior health services. Geisinger says Susan McDowell donated $1 million to create Pediatric Behavioral Health Catalyst Fund that will support projects and programs to promote innovation in the behavioral health care of children and adolescents. Route 147 in Upper Dauphin County blocked this morning because of a traffic fatality that happened this morning. It's between Millersburg and Clarks Ferry. Uh, that road is still blocked at this hour. The Bucknell University Small Business Development Center says they've seen a sharp increase in the number of people who have started small businesses in the past two years. The SBDC is thriving, has been for 40 years. And SBDC can help them start their business and that if you already are running a business, okay. that an SBDC is a source of information and um, advising for you. Steve Stumbers, a regular appearer on WKOK Sunrise. The lane restrictions are underway today on the Veterans Memorial Bridge at Sunbury, but uh, so far, uh, no slowdown there. We'll keep an eye on uh, traffic, but uh, so, so, so far, so good between Sunbury and Northumberland, where, of course, this is a regular rite of uh, weekly passage on the bridge the delineators, some of the delineators are being replaced after they were run over by errant drivers. And we don't know what our Pennsylvania spring primary election ballot might look like, of course, minus any challenges to positions or candidates who are bonked off the ballot for one reason or another or might withdraw from the ballot. And the Democrat running for governor is Josh Shapiro. Republicans are Doug Mastriano, Lou Barletta, David White, Jason Ritchie, Joe Gale, William McSwain, Jake Corman, Melissa Hart, Charlie Guerrero, Nietzsche Zama. Uh, Democrats running for U.S. Senate are Kevin Baumlin, John Fetterman, Malcolm Kenyatta, Alex Cahill, and Connor Lamb. Republicans running for U.S. Senate are Kathy Barnett, Jeff Bartos, yeah. George yeah. Bark. <laughs> oh, you finally decide that you're going to give your opinion. Nah. Uh, well, there's only four <laughs> names left on the list. Anyway, George Bocchetto. Nah. Sean Gale. Nope. David McCormick. Nope. Dr. Mehmet Oz. There you go. Dr. Oz. <laughs> yes. Okay. You're such a big fan of him. Uh, Carla Sands. Nah. Okay. Well, let's go back to the top. Josh Shapiro. What, for um, governor? Governor. Well, if it has to be a Democrat, he'd be a good one. All right. Doug Mastrano. No. <laughs> too Trumpian or too, too, Trumpian. too radical? Too okay. Trumpian. Uh, Lou Barletta. Yes. Okay. David White. Maybe. Jason Ritchie? Nah. Joe Gale? Nope. William McSwain? Nope. Jake Corman? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm softening on my Corman myself. Uh, Melissa Hart? No. Charlie Garreau? No. Nietzsche Zama? <laughs> He's a good doctor. He's a good doctor. We interviewed him on Sunrise. He'd like to cure all known diseases and feed the poor if well, he gets elected him. governor of Pennsylvania. That's going to be a heck of a job for him. If well, he gets elected. I, I did say a lot of these things are really outside the normal purview of a governor. <laughs> right. But he thinks big, so he's. Well, good we to need go. big thinkers. 
All right, ninth district race could look like this in a couple months. Uh, Amanda Waldman is a Democrat who made the ballot. She is from Lycoming County. And Dan Muser, of course, the Republican from Dallas, PA. He's the incumbent, and uh, he made the ballot on the Republican side. On the 15th congressional district seats, no Democrat filed for office in this sprawling 15th district. Isn't that funny? 962,000 acres of land, and there's no Democrat who wants to be a congressperson. They don't want to run against Glenn Thompson. Well, that's true, but that didn't stop one Republican from filing. George Rathmill, a Republican from Jefferson County, filed against Glenn Thompson. Well, just also on the ballot with Glenn Thompson, the Republican from Center County. And Fred Keller could have filed there, too. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. Well, Fred could have filed anywhere he wanted to. That's true. Well, all of them can file anywhere they want to. Do uh, you have to be from the state that you're running in? Yes, but not from the district. Okay. Although I can't imagine people would be too thrilled about voting for someone who didn't live in the area they want to represent. Mm, It does happen. I don't know if people got elected and their districts moved out from under them, but we do have some members of Congress that don't live in their district. That's happened. I'm sure it will happen again where they would get moved. Yeah, you got 435 free thinkers where they're bound to. Fred was always in tenuous territory because Snyder County was always at the fringe of one of the districts. Mm -hmm. It was never in the heart of a district. Mm -hmm. Right. Well... We're losing a local man in the U.S. Congress. That's not ideal. No, it's not. And we're split up between a guy who's far away from us and a guy who at least knows the area. Well, but Glenn Thompson knows us. He's been here a hundred times. He's already been here in our area meeting some of the folks in Union County. So he is making a, a real effort to make sure that Union County feels included. Well, what in about Snyder, Snyder County? County? Yep, same. same As, same, of course, same. you don't recall this, but uh, during the uh, time that... Uh, Congressman Chris Carney was in office uh, to get us on the Appalachian Highway Development System. Chris Carney was able to take mileage away because it, you couldn't add new mileage. You had to find existing mileage and take it. Took mileage away from Congressman Thompson's district and got it in his district so that we would get the first $160 million for the Susquehanna Valley Thruway. Mm-hmm. Congressman Thompson was not at all happy about he that. He didn't like that idea. Okay. So now he's responsible for the area where this project is going to be. It'll be interesting to see what his reaction is to that. Well, I'm sure he will have no reaction because nobody remembers it but you. Yeah, I'm sure Congressman Carney recalls it as well. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll have to get him back on the news line, too. Uh, we do have our initial contacts in with Congressman Thompson to get in an interview and on the mark and get that going. So stay tuned. Uh, he'll be in touch with us. Well, okay. I mean, I can't deny he's done a very effective job of representing his district, and I'm sure he will do a very effective job here. I just don't know whether or not his judgment about our transportation issues might be colored. All right. And finally, WTAJ's reporting that... It's Penn State's own version of March Madness. It is Flavor Madness underway at the Creamery. It kicked off March 14th, where fans have a chance to vote on their favorite ice cream flavor. Flavor Madness is an online tournament, and fans will be able to vote until one is crowned the Scoop Champion. April 11th, Death by Chocolate's been a frontrunner, but of course, Peachy Paterno is always close behind. (laughs) Quote, the Creamery's Flavor Madness contest has become a hit beyond our wildest imagination, uh, said marketing manager Jim Brown. Each year, the participants increase and get excited to cheer their favorite flavor on to victory. One side of the bracket features classic teams like Peachy Paterno, grilled sticky flavor. Uh, calling anything a sticky Never flavor. Never heard grilled ice cream. Uh, well, it's not grilled. It's the grilled sticky flavor. Uh, I, I don't remember seeing it on well, the what, list when I was up there. What sticky is grilled? I mean, sticky isn't a substance. It's an adjective. 
There isn't know, a thing. I, I can't get a sticky. If I said to you, Mark, bring me a sticky. You don't know what a grilled sticky is? No. Oh, Couldn't there be a grilled sticky bun flavor? That's well, that could be. Yeah, yeah but Joe it said a grilled it. sticky. Right. When well, it comes to food, I, that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> when you went to the Penn State Diner back in the day or the Allen, you still go to the Allen room, uh, you get grilled sticky buns. They're well, called grilled stickies. I like stickies. their uh, coffee chocolate chip. Okay, there That's you have delicious. it. delicious. All right, so peachy paterno, grilled sticky, uh, peanut butter swirl are the specialties on the other side of the bracket that are winning. Alumni swirl, BJC jam, WPSU coffee break, which is the uh, FM NPR affiliate up at Penn State, to name a few. Death by chocolate, bittersweet mint are on the same side of the bracket as those, so... You can weigh in. I like bittersweet, but I don't like mints. So uh, whatever the chocolate chocolate chip type flavor is, I'll take that. Well, you would like that coffee chocolate chip or mocha chocolate chip. Very good. I don't like coffee and chocolate mixed together. I'm well, one of those weirdos. You are, but right. I'm glad you had finally admitted it. <laughs> All right. So you well, wanted to talk about time. I think one of our listeners here has found the exact compromise necessary for this. Oh, I like this. Rob idea. says, good morning. Why not split the difference and turn our clocks back one half hour and stay there? Oh. I kind of like that. Makes sense. It might work. But you still have, it it doesn't really resolve. The only thing it resolves is the torment that's associated with the change. It doesn't give us more time to shop in the evening, well, half an hour, but but it doesn't make kids go to school in the light. Uh, Maybe it doesn't accomplish much. You mean in the dark. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I think, uh, I don't think it would be adopted because it wouldn't accomplish enough. You know, I think if we're going to shop more at night. Well, it certainly makes the argument moot, you know, let's let's split the difference. Mm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the art of compromise? Isn't that what we do in this country? Some days. I uh, had a, one set up, oh, another one okay, set up sorry. there. There you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, we had we had another one there. Well, everything's left. Oh, there okay. you go. My vote is daylight saving time. I love it. It feels refreshing, and it feels like I have more time to do everything. But it's darker in the morning. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, everybody's more positive when you move the clocks ahead than when you move the clocks back. Spring forward, okay, like we just No, did. I'm more positive we move the clocks back because I get my hour of sleep back. Yeah, I can I, stay up uh, later. I had trouble adjusting this time. Maybe it's because I'm another year older, but... It's th- one day. I have... <laughs> you lose an hour for one day, Joe. No, you don't. You lose it for a whole six oh, or seven months. It takes no. weeks to recover. That does. No. So you're <laughs> telling me if you fly to Chicago, it takes you a week to recover from that one-hour time change? Have you ever heard of jet lag, Kevin? Yeah, I went... <laughs> to Texas. I did not have jet lag. What I had was it messed me up on my primetime TV schedule because everything started at 7 instead of 8. Well, I like to take Amtrak because you have time to set your watch back and adjust. So when you fly, it becomes very dramatic. You start off at 6 o'clock and you wind up back there at 9 o'clock. I mean, I get, je- I get jet lag of 3 to 4 hours. I could buy that or more than that, but not an hour. Kevin, when you fly west, does your smart watch adjust as you go? Uh, I don't know. I, the last time I flew west, I didn't have my smart watch on. Okay. Well, I didn't have my smart watch, period. <laughs> it w- I had just a dumb watch that you had to change on your own. But you do now. Yeah. My advice, take Amtrak. It'll be, you'll have plenty of time to think about to, what to time it is and clock. set your own Oh, watch. the last I need is time to think. <laughs> okay, one of our email or texture says, Dr. Oz holds dual citizenship in the USA and Turkey, and I've heard he will not renounce his Turkish citizenship if he becomes a senator. Dual, dual allegiance. Well, I think just because you stay a, a dual <laughs> citizen doesn't mean you have dual allegiance. I, he's obviously USA through and through. 
I mean, he works here, lives here, kids here, family here, business here. There are What's a lot of people have there? dual citizenship. It doesn't make them bad people. All right. I would. I, I mean, I'm not going to vote for Dr. Oz, even if I get a chance to, but uh, I, I don't think you can say he has no allegiance to the U.S. All right. So the choices are Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Who are you voting for? I'd vote for Mr. Fetterman. I think he's a super candidate. I, I think he thinks big, and he's very smart. He's a great leader. He's certainly tied to the common man, good union supporter. He, he'd be good. And Dr. Oz has none of those. No, he's only saved lives, countless oh, okay. lives. So he's a good doctor. All right. Well, does a good physician make a good senator? Who is better in touch with the people? A politician who, you know, lives well, off the public trough? <laughs> if it's Fetterman and Oz, Fetterman's going to win. I mean, he is. No, a if it's Fetterman and Oz, man. Oz wins. What? Connor Lamb might be a problem. They asked, doc, they asked Dr. Oz how much is a gallon of milk the other day. He had no idea. He doesn't do any shopping. He doesn't know anything. And now he's heard, he says he knows all about inflation because people are telling him about it. And I think that's true. I have no doubt that he has heard of inflation. But it hasn't <laughs> impacted it. He's a long zillionaire. Fetterman is perfectly, you know, I'm just saying if you want street level so blue you, collar, you're going to you believe Oprah Winfrey cares about people? She's compassionate and cares about people? No, but she's oh, not she doesn't. for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. She doesn't oh, no, care I don't for know. People? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Look, you said, which has the, but street-level smarts or street-level knowledge, that would obviously be Fetterman. But that doesn't mean he's going to be a better senator. It's possible Dr. Oz could be a great senator. I'm just saying, if that's the category, I would choose Fetterman. I would think if the Democrats nominate Connor Lamb, it's going to be more of a problem for the Republicans. I think Fetterman will be perceived as something of a... (laughs) He is the Ilhan Omar of (laughs) Pennsylvania. Well, he certainly has not uh, espoused mainstream values. (laughs) Right, but he's heavily advocating for legalized marijuana, which a lot of people agree with. Of course, good union support. Um, what else does he stand for? I can't. You know, I honestly can't think of anything offhand that he's really. Well, he flew for. in violation of the state law. He flew the. Um uh, rainbow flag off his office in the state capitol. Right. Well, that goes all the way back. I'm sure he's supported by normal. No, uh, I'm sure he is too. You're talking about the National marijuana organization, organization for right? the reform of marijuana laws. Right. And he launches public career service in the, as the mayor of Braddock, Pierre. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll see if we can find out just a couple sentences about Dr. Oz and Fetterman if it comes down to them. I don't think it will. You know, I just don't think. So, who that. do you think the Republican nominee is going to be? Uh, let me get my menu out. <laughs> Um, I think it's going to be Doug Mastriano. Or no, he's governor. No. Never mind. Um, the Republican, um, I think people are going to fall in love with David McCormick once they hear him talk and see what he stands for and that kind of thing. I would think Republicans would probably support him. Dr. Oz is, is flaky. He may be good in flaky. all these. Well, yeah, he may be good in all these areas, but he's flaky. But McCormick is. Uh, Why do you say Dr. Oz is flaky? Well, I'll show you the picture that AP ran when they talked about him kissing the star in Hollywood on the Walk of Fame. You think that's normal? Well, it's not unheard of. To kiss the sidewalk? <laughs> Come on, Joe. Okay. I rest Somebody gave me a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'd kiss yeah. it. All right, the Pope got now, I wouldn't do it after people have walked on it, but when it was new. <laughs> the Pope got off a plane and kissed the ground here in the United States. Well, uh, anything he does is okay by me. Well, it's All not right. this Pope. It was one another Pope. <laughs> well, you don't like this one. This one's doing fine, too. Uh, it, it was the previous one that I had a few issues with. The German. Um, and his name is... 
I'm looking right Pope at Pope Benedict? Him. Yes. Well, I was, I was going to let yes, Mark's doing you. his own juices right, there that's for it, a while. Thank you. Benedict, John Paul II, uh, how far back do we need to go? John Paul is, was the, is the quintessential Pope of all times. Right. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on Pope's standard time? <laughs> uh, if we have this imaginary race between Fetterman and Oz, what's your view on that? Who would you support in the Senate races? Uh, we'd love to hear. Or governor's race, who's your favorite candidate among these and why? And we don't get any bites in that. I'd like to tell you about an assistant Mississippi school district principal who has been fired. Oh, I know what happened. He got his butt in trouble. I heard about this. one 800 795 We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Listeners says, set the time and leave it alone. If daylight affects your day, adjust your schedule. Right. That's what I do. I adjust my schedule. All right. Okay. I'm going to be coming in an hour later from now on, guys. So you're on your own <laughs> yeah. from 830 to 930. Well, why don't we start the show at 930? That would be easier. And then you can come in and start the show and stay later. That'd be wonderful. Uh, no, Kevin is a 5 o'clock exit guy. <laughs> I would stand by the front door at 5 p.m. I'd rather be done over. at 10 than 11. Okay. Works better for my schedule. Uh, let's see. Pennsylvania Capital Star reports John Fetterman in brief as a 52-year-old former mayor of Braddock, the borough, a borough outside of Pittsburgh. He's now lieutenant governor and chair of the Pennsylvania Board of Pardons. He likes cannabis and pride flags, dislikes party politics, and... Uh, he says he doesn't. He f- neither favors nor disfavors fracking. He's been endorsed by the United Steelworkers, National Marijuana. Norm, I told you, normal liked him. Of course, they National do. Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, and he's been endorsed by a handful of Democratic officials. Just what we need: a governor who's in the who are you governor's asking? office oh, with a bong. David McCormick, 56-year-old former CEO of the world's largest hedge fund, hedge fund, longtime Connecticut resident, a West Point graduate who served Carpet in the bagger. Gulf War. He's a West Point graduate <laughs> and served in the Gulf War. Well, that's something. I didn't realize that. Good for him. Uh, he worked in the George Bush administration. He's, in, he's endorsed by the National Border Patrol Council, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. <laughs> well, I would hold that against him. Anyway, U.S. Representative Dan Muser supports him. Former White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Han- Sanders. Former GOP candidate Sean Parnell supports him. 
Well, that's one endorsement you could live without. Uh, let's see. Mamet Oz, in brief, a 61-year-old celebrity heart surgeon and talk show host, graduated from the University of Pennsylvania Medical and Business Schools, longtime New Jersey resident, registered to vote in Pennsylvania in 2020 at his in-laws' address, supports abortion restrictions, uh, but that wasn't always the case. In the past, he had a free mind. And let's see. Uh, he's been endorsed by U.S. Congressman Guy Reisenthaler. That's it? Well, he probably has other endorsements. The Capital Star just lists the ones that kind of get sent to them. I don't think they go out and look for them. You want to know about Josh Shapiro or anybody else? Well, who was who was your choice there? Um, oh, I would vote for McCormick. Well, I, Fetterman, Connor Lamb, they're good candidates. Malcolm Kenyatta is a good candidate. Who's I endorsed don't think Connor Lamb? Is that uh, on there? Uh, yep. Yep. Let me go back to the top. 37-year-old attorney by trade, now Western Pennsylvania congressman, vocal moderate. <laughs> vocal moderate. Hey everybody, I'm in the middle. Particularly when it comes to fracking, he calls himself a normal Democrat, a vocal critic of President Donald Trump uh, post-January 6th. His endorsements are Building Trade Unions, National Organization of Women, oodles of Democratic <laughs> elected officials. Oh, the capital star. Oodles of oodles. Democratic. <laughs> yes. Is that a word? Yeah, okay, but not the state oodles Democratic Party. They did not endorse him. I don't think the they state didn't endorse did. anybody. Right, did they, they no. withheld their Democrat, okay. their endorsement. Well, we won't have much longer to figure this out. Right, May seventeenth. Right? May seventeenth. I okay. believe that's correct. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five. I imagine the ballot's going to be a rather large piece of paper. Uh, one of our listeners says, "Did you know Dr. Oz is a Muslim?" Right. That should not matter. Then why bring it up? I do not know. I doubt it. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Oh, you want me to tell you this story? Or do we, I'm sorry. No, I'm just looking through these emails to see if there's anything about time. We have a gazillion emails that relate to um, other topics, energy, Canada, Keystone Oil. Uh, we read that. Okay, well then let me tell you this story. Yeah, read your stuff. Go. An assistant principal in a Mississippi school district has been fired after he read a children's book to a class of second graders the district leader said was inappropriate. Toby Price was fired last week after reading I Need a New Butt, a children's book by Don McMillan to students at an elementary school in Byram, a suburb of the state capital of Jackson. He served in the post for three years until his firing. Quote, he said, I was asked to schedule a Zoom where we were going to have a guest reader with the second graders. The Zoom reader didn't show, and I didn't hear back, so I was told to go ahead and read, Price told the news outlets. The book depicts a young child trying to find a new butt after he discovers his has a huge crack, a description <laughs> reads. Will he choose an armor-plated butt, a rocket butt, a robot butt? Find out in this quirky tale of a tale which features hilarious rhymes and delightful illustrations. It reads, children and parents will love this book. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Price said he had read the book, which has a suggested age range of from 4 to 10 years old, at previous school districts, but never heard any pushback or complaints. As far as he knows, he said no complaints have been filed regarding his latest reading at Gary Road Elementary in Byram. 
I didn't think twice about reading it because I've never had an issue with it before. There are other books that have much more suggested material that are much more widely accepted, Price said. A letter from the Hines County School Superintendent, Delicia Martin, cited unnecessary embarrassment and a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment on Price's part in picking the book, and for those reasons, he was fired. Wow. What that a seems stupid a little harsh. woman that is. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little harsh. Yeah, kids love that kind of stuff. They laugh heartily. It's, what, bathroom humor when they grow older. Well, he, so. since his dismissal, he's received support from children's books, book authors, teachers, and librarians who contend the book is hilarious and sweet, joyful and fun, and lighthearted, and that Martin's decision to let him go was wrong. Could you sue to get your job back, or are you at the whim of the superintendent? Well, I think he can sue. I'm sure he must have had tenure. He's been there long enough. Yeah, and I think uh, to, to, it's, it's such a judgment case, you know, to say but in class, geez, what, what do you call the, the uh, back of your front? Well, it's not better but. to call it that than the three-letter word <laughs> that's usually right. associated with it. <laughs> All right, that's funny. But it is. He found out it had a crack, and it's they want to fix it. <laughs> well, what do you call? Oh, what, what what do you teach kids to call it? You no, teach them to call it the butt, right? Who's who sent this? Kevin says he asked for his job back, but the school board said they could kiss their their butts. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's funny. Well, We're allowed to say butt on this show, aren't we? I, Price went on to say, he said, if you don't let kids see funny and silly books, they're not going to stick around long enough to find out that books can be other things than funny and silly. You have to hook them with the funny and silly stuff. That's what I've always done. That's what this book was for. Well, isn't there a book like All Things Poop or something? All Animals Poop? You know, it's about all the different ways and things and types of uh, defecation that emanate from every living thing. Well, I don't know about that when there's a commercial on TV where they cut the women off every time they're about to say poop because some some digestive product okay. that supposedly helps you with your <laughs> your bowels, okay. but they cut cut them off. But it's whimsical. I mean that commercial right. is whimsical. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying what the word poop. Or I don't what? believe. Do you? No. Well, you got to talk <laughs> about it <laughs> these days on the commercials. All right. Well, we, we had a, we had a rather unfortunate use of another word that defines the move same on, subject. Joe, move or, on. Move on. Move on. All right. One eight hundred. Seven nine five nine five six five standby Lance. What kind of a movement are you asking me to have? What <laughs> show's gone down the Johnny Flusher now? <laughs> I want you to have a bold movement. A bold movement. Okay. I struggled with symptoms like frequent chips today. Three to five News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Yep, we'd stay using gasoline forever. One of our listeners on the topic of the various candidates running for office on the topic of U.S. Senator on the Democratic side, Tom says... I'm for Shapiro and Fetterman because neither are Republicans. Not cans, cons. Cons, as in con man. It's hard to get that across when you're uh, reading it. <laughs> no, you did good. You did well. Uh, Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for patience. Go right ahead. Well, that's okay. I just put her on the uh, speakerphone. Like, anyway, I'm sorry I didn't call a little earlier, but I was out in the woods on a dead spot for the cell phone. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, back in the fall, I this uh, standard time caused me to doubt my sanity. This this is what happened now. I had gotten a new car in August, okay? And when it came time to set back to standard time, I had said, watch everything in the house. I'm thinking, yeah, I better look at the owner's manual and see how you do that. And I didn't do it for a couple of days. And being retired, I don't drive a car every day. 
So I go out and get in the car and think, man, i got to set this back. And it already is set back. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking, ah, I didn't expect this stuff to happen until I was at least 80. Ain't technology <laughs> wonderful? Yeah. 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 For about an hour, I was, I'll tell you what, I was in bad shape. Why? Because you were dumbfounded that it changed? Yeah, I, I didn't think that somehow or another that this was programmed into it. I never had a car that was like that. Yeah, I think they told the car in advance when the dates of the clock change were, and so that's the car knows that. There are a couple of smart th- or a thermostats, not smart thermostat, but digital thermostats that had it built in, and when they changed it, you know, maybe about five, ten years ago, it, it uh, never got updated on those because they're not as smart as thermostats <laughs> are today. Not quite that smart. <laughs> Yeah, but that was uh, that was really uh, some uh, <laughs> stupid thing there. Um, okay. Anyway, you folks uh, keep talking about how great that um, FDR was. Well, and not me, not me. I'm uh, uh, Joe is Team FDR. I'm yeah. on the other side. The stuff that he tried was uh, so cross grain to common sense and common practice to start with, it almost seemed farcical. Now, if you had a economic malaise in the country, what would you do with the interest rate? Would you raise it or would you lower it? Super low. Right, he's super high. Uh, what would you do about the income tax rate? Super low. Super high. If you had people who were starving out in the street, practically, uh, would you make sure they had breakfast by killing two million baby pigs? Somehow, I don't think so. Do you? Well, I, I think I, I need to know more about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> he said that prices were too low. So in order to stimulate it, even though there was no money out there to buy anything, they did things that in a normal time probably would have helped. You know, you tighten up on the supply, and in theory, then each one of them is worth more, but it's kind of crazy. Well, you can talk about specific things that President Roosevelt did, and maybe you and I would might disagree with them, but what he did do is restore the confidence of the American people and led them to believe and made sure that they, they, they actually did uh, that things were going to improve. He did what needed to be done. He created the bank holidays. He made sure that we got to re, reinstated our financial system. He came in under the worst possible circumstances he took office, and he made things better. Did he do everything you or I might have done? No, not at all. You know, and was he reviled and hated by Republicans during his tenure? He certainly was. In many instances, they thought he was just awful. But he did what needed to be done, and when he found that something didn't work, he abandoned it and moved on. So I'm sorry. I think in balance, he was a great president. Now, I don't necessarily agree with everything he did, but I think without him, this country would have entered a national malaise. If Herbert Hoover had been elected to a second term, (laughs) you know, we we would still be in the Depression. No, I don't think so, because, see, in 36, right, worldwide, things were really turning around, and our stock market went up 20 percent in one year. And then he doubled the interest rate to to, uh, cool that off. Yeah, why did he cool it off, Lance? What what happens if you don't cool the economy off? 
inflation. Inflation, but the prices were so low. But then what did he do during World War II? He created price stabilization. He did the things that were absolutely necessary to get the country on an even keel. So, you know, you can come down on him all you want, and you and I will probably never agree on this. I just happen to think Franklin Roosevelt did an outstanding job things that needed to be done in the country at the time. And yes, I wouldn't have done them all myself, but I, I think in balance, the guy was far better than he Do was remember worse. hearing about him when you were a child? He was still alive at that time? When I was born, he was the president. Okay, in 45? No, I was born in 43. Okay, so... He died in 45. Okay, gotcha. So... Okay. Okay, all right. Hey, thank you so much, Lance. We can agree to disagree. Yep. <laughs> that's why. Unlike they call some it. of our liberal I friends, I that we would be a communist state today. <laughs> okay. well, well, I don't buy that, but thanks. All right, thank you so much, sir. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Tom and some of our other callers, I'm willing to concede there have been great Democratic presidents and great Republican presidents. Mm, one of but, our good listeners says some folks running for office aren't going to be great Americans. Sorry, well, Tom. Shapiro and Fetterman are both communist, anti-freedom fools. <laughs> Says one of our good conservatives. All right. Thank you for that. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we've talked about the time change. Do you favor the time change? One of our listeners says, how about split it halfway? And we just, uh, in the spring, we'll flip back a half an hour. That's not what the proposal is that passed unanimously in the U.S. Senate yesterday. That's Maybe to, it should have. Uh, have us switch to uh, daylight saving time next. Or no, I guess we would switch to next fall. We would spring forward to November 2023. Okay, yeah, next yeah next fall, not this fall. Thank you. Next year we would switch to uh, daylight saving time one last time and stay there for for good. So that's the idea. No more spring forward, fall back. Right, spring forward one more time, and that would be it. But we'd have to uh, fall back one more time and spring forward one more time. That would be fine with me. Either way, whatever we decide, I'm fine with. I want the hour. You're not going to be around that much anymore. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners has the subject Ukraine on his mind. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Hey, uh, I just listened to the joint podcast. Chambers of address from President Zelensky, mm-hmm. and um, how did he do? He did wonderful, and it's like a he spoke in English at the end, and I think it's some stuff that I wrote down. I, I wrote down: "There's no sense in life if you can't stop death." And he was talking about all the children that he's lost and missing since this war started three weeks ago. And then he said in English, uh, he said that in English, and also in English he said to uh, President Biden, the leader of the United States, be the leader of the world is to be the leader of peace. And, I mean, he's putting them on the spot. And I, I also had a thought that everybody's worried about World War III. I just a thought, uh, and I'm not pro-war or pro, I'm pro-peace, but anyways, sometimes to get to peace, we could have a new kind of war, and it would be world war against Russia, because the way Germany started against Poland, 
if everybody would have got together and just crushed Germany in the beginning, they got to pick them off one at a time. And that's that's the easy way. But it, he's picking on a little country right now, like she said, Kamala. Why don't we all, why they're all in that little country, and it's being destroyed right now. Go in there, he's got most, Russia's got most of his troops in there, and put Putin's army to a stop right there. It would be a different kind of war. It wouldn't be World War III. And we'd have to do it with our mouth shut and right away. Well, you're assuming that the Chinese wouldn't intervene on behalf of the Russians. Right. I don't think they would. I I don't think they would. But you're willing to take that chance. I'm willing to take that chance because something he said really hit me at home. I mean, no sense in life if you can't stop death. I mean, and they have a need. And it's just like he has a dream. He has a need right now. He has a need for the rest of the world to pull together and instead of having a world war, have a war, a world war against Russia. And they're right there. I mean, well, I don't think that most kind of served up to us. One correction now: I doubt that most of Putin's army is in Ukraine right now. It's not. It's obviously a hundred. Well, the, the repeat was there was three three million of them. Three million soldiers and, and 150,000 are in Ukraine. Right. You want the other two million to come after you and wherever we meet them? I don't <laughs> think they. I I think we got to take that chance because this is the test of humanity of our age. Mm-hmm. This is this is our humanity. I'm getting upset. Humanitarian test of our age. Mm-hmm. We're watching it. We're watching history. We're watching. Which could be World War Three. So let's try something different so, this time. Uh, you you realize that you're, you're making a circular argument here because you're saying that what good is life if we can't stop death? But then you're saying, well, let's run the risk of starting World War Three and killing a hell of a lot more people. Well, it's not. I don't think the only reason I'm saying that is Putin's not going to stop. He's deranged. He's possessed at this point. And obsessed. Uh, he may get. He may loss. get your he's wish if he keep. Well, if he keeps going into Poland and and uh, points uh, west beyond that, he is going to get your wish, where everybody's going to get involved over there. But uh, yeah, I don't think we should get involved. What do you think when I tell you? Um, that European borders have come and go and ebbed and flowed for centuries, for millennia. You know, th- like uh, get on a plane and try to fly to Mercia today, all right? Or uh, what's Northumbria? It's still there. They're still there. Oh, the Mercy. There is a territory called Mercia in the middle of England. No, the land is still there. The people have devoted to become English instead right, or British. But you missed my point completely. So maybe I'm not no, making it very I would well. Say I think the fact is, I think what you should do is, would be a better if you argument. decide you want to get on a plane and fly to Mercia, you can't. Because it it came and went. It was there and it was gone. And that's what happened to all these borders. They give and take and they ebb and flow. They move back and forth. Despots have taken land and then pushed back. I'm sure Genghis Khan would, would love to participate in this argument. He thought he could rule half of <laughs> well, Asia and Europe. I think Europe. we're up against a guy like Genghis Khan right now. And he's not going to stop until he is stopped. So why let him, why let him ebb and flow at this point? Why, why let a monster like that that's willing to kill civilians willy-nilly in a country that provoked him not, why would we let him 
exist on this earth and and think we're doing the right thing. I think we can do everything we can do without putting our boots on the ground and our planes in the air. Well, everything so we can aren't do you is being get rid of him. Aren't That's you being judged? Ju- you call this program all the time and you're opposed to abortion, but here you want to kill somebody else. I'd love to kill... I'd kill Putin myself right now. You He's would? Evil. <laughs> okay. Yes, Good. I would. <laughs> Now, how does this... So all life doesn't matter. It's just if you decide someone's evil, they need to be wiped off the face of the earth. Well, I, I'll take that chance. I'll take that chance instead of in front of St. Peter. Well, and how does, this rec- how does this reconcile with your pope, who's currently praying and begging for peace? Well, um, you got to go to war sometimes, and, and there's no better reason than um, to stop a monster like him. Okay, I got you, Al. Well, I think a lot of people agree yep. with you. Say we should be get involved, and we should get some big allies together and go at them. But uh, I, I think fighting for peace just—it just has a weird ring to it, you know. All right, yeah, thank fighting you. for peace is the best way to go. I'm telling you right now. Gotcha. All right, thank you, sir. Yep. Thanks Bye. for calling in. So Appreciate we're in, in effect saying you be peaceful, or we're going to kill you. That's right. We're <laughs> going to promote having sex with everybody because there's too many people pregnant. Huh? <laughs> it's the same thing. You lost me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, fighting for peace is, it just has, uh, it seems ironic. Well, I think you could say World War II was a fight for peace. Well, World, no, War, no, World War II was more like what Al was talking about, trying to get rid of some horrendous leaders. Right, but the, the interesting fact is that when Germany marched into the Sudetenland, at the very first thing they did, they had instructions that if France objected or moved any troops, they were to retreat. So that would have been the time to stop them. The problem is not standing up to them. I think what President Biden has done uh, in re- in releasing the intelligence that he that he has about what Russia intended to do was a brilliant move and a smart move. I'll give the man credit for that. But I don't think that we go in and decide that we're going to be uh, determining who should live and who should die in this world. <laughs> Right. One of our listeners sends us a note and says, I was just watching Viking Valhalla on TV, and I can tell you Mercy is still very much in place. Yes, it is. Okay, there you have it. So is Northumbria. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's over across the river from Sunberia. <laughs> wait, wait till King Athelred finds out. All right, 1-800-795-95. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> you and your Viking names. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. We talked about the time zones and the candidates for office. Whenever good callers wants us to step it up and start World War III, I don't think it's such a smart idea. What's your view? 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? 
Yeah, when you fly to Chicago, you, you hear that a lot. What time is it? Where, where are we? Back when clocks didn't set themselves. So, uh, If you like Chicago, have you ever heard see. of uh, Leonid and Friends? It's a Russian band. I have, yeah. That uh, does Chicago and a lot of other remakes. And ironically, their lead singer is from the Ukraine. I watched a video he posted online over the weekend talking about what his country is enduring. It's very poignant. I used the example of Mercia that since disappeared since the uh, turn of the century, or turn of the millennia. And uh, Joe says Czechoslovakia would have been a better example. Gone now. Right, because they assembled it. I mean, it was a patchwork country when they put it together, and then it fell apart. Czech Republic is part of it. Czech what's, Republic what's is the, part of it. What's the rest of it? Slovakia. Okay, thank you. 1-800-795-9565. Write it down. You'll need it tomorrow. Mark's going to be our last caller of the day. We're talking about ebb and flowing borders. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm a little late getting in. Uh I think you ought to keep an eye on China. Uh, Russia wouldn't be doing a lot of this if it wasn't China's proven, and I think China's not going to make a move, too. It's much bigger than you think. And uh, also, uh, just remember that uh, Alaska was part of Russia, and they got troops up in the North Pole, and they've had them there for a number of years now. And uh, keep your eye on the North, because things are going to happen. And uh, without China's support, Russia wouldn't make a move. This is very, very, very bad. I heard a story on the news this morning that said somebody in Russia is proposing that they take back Alaska. Uh, they're already up in the North Pole. We're not doing anything about it. They're about ready to take the North Pole over because there's a lot of oil up there. I mean, uh, even Trump looked the other way on that. So it's it's bad. Uh, just pray for the world and pray for uh, mankind because it's 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 coming, I'm afraid. All right. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate your call. Appreciate that. Joe, one of our listeners, asks us if we are pacifists. Well, I don't think we're pacifists, but we're not warmongers. I think we should widely use... I I don't subscribe to Woodrow Wilson, who, uh, when he said it's such there's such a thing as being too proud to fight okay i want to talk about the ford bronco one more time the bronco sport or the badlands is the one that i got to drive remote keyless entry remote start vehicle security system already built in it's got dash cams all the way around the place so you can illuminate things on the sides by illuminating the outdoor led lights uh, be perfect for camping you can put a big platform right on the top you'll be elevated off the damp ground it's got tie downs in the back trailer towing accessories it comes with a wheel lock kit. It's a Bronco Sport, affordable, great gasoline mileage, and guess what? It does come in a hybrid version. So if you're ready to ease up your dependence on some gasoline, Bronco Sport would be a great way to do it, and a great way to get one would be to go to the Sunbury Motor Company. Start your search at sunburymotors.com. We're going to enjoy open phones. We'll probably hear from a CBS correspondent tomorrow. Joe so will be back. Thank you, sir. This is WKOK Sunbury.